Hey guys, welcome to um, this live stream. It was something I thought about doing, you know, just figured might as well do it because kind of in the mood to do it. Um, yesterday, of course, I did a video where I did a bit of a, like a, I guess you could, well, I wouldn't say it was a follow-up, but basically talking about uh, the fact that this past March, not May, I made a mistake by saying May, but this past March uh, this year marked 10 years since issue 222 came out. And then, of course, we know that May was, oh no, it May, but April was 223, 224 was in May, and then 225 was in June, and then July was 26, August 27, you know, September 28, October 29, and November 30th. So, yeah, basically it's been 10 years since, you know, all this happened. And let me take that real quick. Of course, we're going to have commercials first. So. Hold on, guys. Just take a second. That was in June, and then July was 26, August 27. Okay, just making sure it's working. But yeah, I wanted to do this, and I do apologize for any lag or anything, because, of course, this being, you know, um, you know, this being, you know, uh, basically me going into other uh, places like Facebook and everything to link this, it does cause a little bit of an issue sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to come on here because, like I said, I've just been in the mood, and like I said yesterday, uh, I did the video talking about the fact that you know, back in March, and well, when I like I said, I miscorrected myself because I said May, but basically around that time frame is when this all began because we all know that uh, 222 was the issue we'd all been waiting for, and and also the fact that uh, basically, you know, that was one of the first issues to lead into the um, Mecca Sally situation or the. Sonic Genesis deal, which led into the Mecca Sally situation down the line, which, again, if you look at the fact that 222 was in March, uh, 23 was in April, 24 was in May, 25 was in June, July was 26, August 27, September 28th, and then next month, you know, will mark 10 years since issue 29, which wrapped up the whole Sonic Genesis arc. Then November is when it began. So basically, in about a month, two months literally, we're going to be it's going to be 10 years since the whole Mecca Sally thing started. 10 years. Yeah, 10 years uh, uh, since that began. Because like I said, 26 began in July 27th and August 28th and September 29th. So yeah, November will be when the Mecca Sally thing started at the end of issue 230. And then the end, end of the year, if you will, marks when... The whole Mecca Sally thing really started to take off and, and all that. And that is basically, as I've mentioned before and others have mentioned before, is one of the more controversial, if not disdained, story arcs out there. I mean, again, I've said it before and others have said it before. You know, we understand that Ian Flynn wanted to create some drama. We get that. You know, we understand, you know, Ian wanted some drama, you know, in the story. He wanted to basically... I mean, Ian himself said it best. You know, he wanted to basically do something that, you know, no other writer before him had done. And that's basically really, you know, just really show that even the Freedom Fighters had to face some major consequences and setbacks. And 
long story short, all this really was in the end for, for what Ian has said was, you know, just a way to rebuild the Freedom Fighters, build them back up because, you know, he knew there was a new generation of fans that were reading the books, that were more game-oriented fans that didn't know why, you know, the Freedom Fighters was such a big deal. And thus, you know, this, and thus, you know, the direction he went in with a, it was a very popular decision to go with or not, uh, was one way of, you know, uh, basically proving or show, proving that, proving the fact and showing the fact as to why the Freedom Fighters were very popular with a lot of fans. Uh, most importantly to the newer fans, uh, that, you know, that were out there, that were watching. You know, so, so yeah, basically, um, 222, like I said, was the, one of the first issues to lead into that because 23 would happen, then 24, then 25, and, and then so on. And don't worry, don't worry, come November, if not sooner, I will be talking about the Mecha Sally arc on its 10th anniversary, believe me, me, I might even talk about it a lot sooner than expected because... It is one of those story arcs that, again, even though we can understand maybe why Ian did it, it's one of those that are like, really, did you did you have to go that route? Did you have to do this? Did you have to do that? It just, it just not, it just didn't sit well with a lot of fans. I'll put it that way. But anyway, that's not entirely what we're here to talk about. What we're here to talk about is the Sonic and Sally relationship and why, basically. You know, fans uh, support it. Why uh, fans, I should have put a lot of fans, but I'll correct that later. Why a fans, or a lot of fans, uh, support it. And, you know, there's various reasons. There's various reasons, you know, as to why fans, you know, support it. Various reasons. Um, now, like I said in the description, I do understand, and I've mentioned this before, and others have pointed this out. There are some fans that don't support the Sonic and Sally relationship, and, you know, they have a right to that opinion. You know, they feel that, you know, Sonic should only, you know, be a solo act, like he shouldn't have anybody to tie him down, or Sonic should be with Amy because she's a game character, or Sonic should be with Blaze because she's a game character, stuff like that. You know, and that's understandable. That You know, that is understandable. You know, we get that. We understand that. But... What I think some fans that, you know, make that argument, make that debate, uh, fail to understand, what they fa fail to understand is the fact that basically, uh, the fact that basically um, Sonic and Sally's relationship is one that, from a friendship standpoint, um, you know, a little bit of trivia, began way back before anybody knew it. I mean, a lot of people have to remember that historically, Ray Squirrel was basically the prototype of Sally, of what Sally would be. And then, you know, Ray the Squirrel got you know got gender swapped into a female squirrel who ended up getting the Sally name. This Sally though had a pink bow in her in her hair and all that. And then that just evolved into slowly into the Sally we now know and love and support. You know, so, you know, there are, again, like I said, there are, are some fans that fail to, to understand it or see that uh, to an extent. They don't, you know, they're like, well, you know, because basically they're like, well, we don't see Sally in the game games a lot. Why is she such a big deal in Sonic's life? 
And again, she is part of the games, but she's a character that was a prototype to what she would become. That is fact. That is indeed fact, um, if you will. Um, anyway, though, anyway, though, the relationship is one of those relationships that when you really get down to it, when you really get down to it, um, and, and some people may say it's a strange comparison to make, but it's one of those relationships that basically um, is comparable to the likes of, let's say, a Spider-Man and a Mary Jane, or a Superman and a Lois Lane. You know, you can't imagine uh, the sh you can't imagine a comic without that pairing. You can't imagine a story or any interpretation of the characters in any kind of franchise or media without them being together. You can't imagine that. You can't unsee it. And the same could be said for Sonic and Sally. Now, true, like a lot of uh, pairings in comics, there is no doubt. Uh, there is no doubt that it's basically, um, you know, it's basically gone through situations to where you're like, you know, why did they do this? Why did they do that? You know, why would they, you know, break them up? What was the reasoning? You know, why are you having Sally, you know, flirt with this guy? Why are you having Sonic flirt with this girl or date these people? What's going on? You know, it's one of those, uh, things that when you get down to it, you know, for a, a lot of folks, you know, it just, it just didn't make any sense when you get, when you really think about it, it just did not make, you know, any, any true sense, um, in the long run. And I do apologize for any lag that might happen here. I'm on Twitter, uh, trying to, to do something here, but, you know, it's just, you know, it's just one of those situations to where, you know, when you see these characters go through all these dramatics and everything, and it's like, well, why, you know, it's like, why put them through this if you're just going to inevitably get them back together? And, you know, that is a good question. That is a good question. Why would you put them through it if you're going to bring them back together? And for any writers of any kind, it's called drama. It's called drama. It's called interest. It's called intrigue. You know, it's getting people to, you know, pay attention to, you know, what's happening in the book and maybe pick it up for the first time. You know, that that's basically what it is. And, you know, it may not be the best decision to make overall. I will, you know, I will agree upon that. It may not be one of the best decisions overall to go in a direction of, hey, you know, we're going to break this character up or we're going to break these couple this couple up because we want to. Uh, create dramatic effect. We want to, you know, get people to, um, you know, wonder what's going to be next for the characters. And again, it's not always, you know, the best idea because, you know, a lot of fans are used to certain characters being, you know, with each other. They're used to certain couples remaining with each other for a very long time. And the same is said for Sonic and Sally. You know, everybody is used to seeing them uh, together for a long, long time. They're not used to seeing them get broken up in any kind of form, in any kind of way. They're not used to that. They, you know, they're not used to it. Period, and they don't like seeing it. You know, so you know when you know someone like Carl Bowlers or Ian Flynn, you know, come out and do what they do uh, to the characters. It's 
mainly the fact that even though they believe it's going to create dramatic effect, and at times it does, it's not always the best decision. Again, it's the same thing with, you know, when people, you know, the writers decide, hey, I'm going to break up Superman and, and Lois Lane, or I'm going to break up Spider-Man and Mary Jane. It's not the best decision that they can make. And hold on for a sec while I go do something. I got to get a little bit of air in the house here. I had to close it because of some smoke that came around earlier. Alright, just adjusting the, the headset here, guys. Hold on. Yeah, but like I said, it's it's like one of those situations to where, um, you know, when, when the writer decides, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break up, you know, Superman and Lois, or I'm going to break up Spider-Man and MJ, you know, even though, even though they think, oh, it's going to, it's a good idea and everything, you know, it's a good idea, you know, we should try it and da 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 stuff like that. Not everybody agrees with it. Not everybody's cool with it. You know, because fans are so used uh, to the characters, you know, being together. That just my headset here for a second. Hold on. Like, like I said, you know, fans are so used uh, to the characters being together that, you know, when these kind of decisions are made, it doesn't sit well with fans. It doesn't. You know, so it's... You know, so honestly, you know, when, you know, people like Ken Penders or Carl Bolas or Mike Perithro uh, decide, hey, we're going to we're going to break up Sonic and Sally or we're going to break up maybe Bunny and Rouge for no apparent reason, not Bunny and Rouge, but Bunny and Antoine, I should say. You know, for no apparent reason, for no apparent reason, we're just going to we're just going to break them up because we feel like it. You know, obviously, that's a decision that doesn't sit well with fans. It doesn't, because fans, here's the thing, they don't tune in uh, to something, they don't, you know, tune into a show or a comic or a movie to see, you know, a, a certain pairing that's anonymous with that show, with that, or with that show, or with that comic, or with that movie, 
uh, broken up. They're not used to it. You know, so for you know, for so for the writers to come out and say, "Hey, we're going to do this," you know, just because hey, they feel like it. You know, it doesn't mean it's going to sit well uh, with anybody in the end. It's not. You know, it's not going to sit well with anybody uh, in the end. And, you know, and, and again, like I said, you know, that's, you know, that's how a lot of fans feel sometimes uh, when, you know, when they decide or when a writer decides, hey, I'm going to, hold on. Can you guys hear me? Something just happened. I don't know what just happened there. Hold on. Okay, Can you guys, guys hear me, me now? I don't, I don't know, know what just happened. happened. I hit something. Let me check something. Oh, something came loose or what? just an echo thing. It was just an echo thing, guys. Sorry about that. Oh, it was just an echo thing, guys. Hold on. Oh, it was just an echo thing. Yeah, it was just. I pressed a button on it there. It's just a, just an echo thing. I, I don't know what just happened. Something always seems to happen when I do these uh, audio podcasts. You know what I'm saying? These live streams. Um, but anyway, though, like I said, um. You know, the writer might think, oh, it's a good idea. We're going to do it and everything. And it doesn't sit well with fans. And, you know, when when it came to Sonic and Sally, basically, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, when Mike Perito, Carl Bolos, Ken Penders, Ian Flynn would do, uh, would do it, you would just do it not sit well with fans because they're like, what are you doing? You know, like, why would you, you know, why would you go and and, and break these two off? It doesn't make any sense, you know. You know, it wouldn't make you know, any sense to, to them, it wouldn't make any sense to, to anybody, really, it, it wouldn't make any sense, because it's like, you know, why do you, because I think the one thing that annoys fans, honestly, and, and this is the truth, I think what annoys uh, fans, honestly, um, is the fact that it seems that, um, <sighs> That it doesn't matter like who the writer is, but they always seem to want to break up Sonic and Sally. They always want to try to do it, or they want to try to create some kind of drama. I mean, I, I get wanting to create drama, like I said. I think we all we all get that. We all get, oh, you want to create drama? That's not a problem. But it's, you know, it's like you know why you know constantly do it. 
I mean, you want to create friction, fine. You want to, you know, create that friction. You want to, you know, create that potential tease of a breakup and everything. That's fine. Go ahead and do it. But, you know, don't, don't do it to an extent to where it's going to, but don't do it to the point that it's actually going to happen because it, it upsets fans. Fans do not like what they see. You know, there's that old saying of you give the fans what they want and they won't complain. And guess what? That is indeed true. You give the fans what they want, they will not complain. You know, and this is why anytime you have a show or a comic that has a similar relationship, you know, a romantic relationship between characters uh, in it, this is why most of the time, you know, the writers, the creative staff behind the scenes, you know, come back to that relationship. They always go back to it because they know that's what fans want to see. They know fans want to see that. You know, fans want to see the characters together. They want to, you know, see, you know, like like I've used for an example before, uh, Zach and Kelly in Say by the Bell. They want to see Zach and Kelly together. They don't want to see Zach with somebody else. They don't want to see Kelly with somebody else. Even though it does happen, they always want to see those two back together. What does the writing staff do? The writing staff does decide, and I just lost my internet connection there. I do apologize. Sorry about that. Uh, my computer, my laptop decided to have a hiccup there. I do apologize. Uh, let me double check here. They want to see Zach and Kelly together. They don't want to see Zach with somebody else. They don't want to see Kelly with somebody else. Even though it does happen, Hold they on for a always second. want to see those two back together. What does the writing staff do? The writing staff does decide, and I just lost my internet connection there. I do apologize. Sorry about that. Uh, my computer, my laptop decided to have a hiccup there. Okay, everything's fine. No, mainly what happens is that sometimes my laptop, when it's loading stuff, or loading things, if you will, for like future updates, you know, through the internet, it decides, oh, I'm going to turn off the internet for a, for a second because i got to focus on this drive. I don't know if that's happened to any of you, but it loves to happen, but it seems to happen to me at times. But anyway, I know this video, I know this live stream is going long and I do apologize. But again, that's why I want that. But again, this is uh, live, it's unscripted, and we're discussing the relationship. And I know I'm going into a lot here, but, um, you know, not really focusing on it. But again, like I said, you know, when you have uh, fans, when you have the writers, you know, no matter who they are, deciding to, you know, break them up at times, fans are not cool with it. You know, fans are not, not through with it. Um, you know, like I said earlier, before that abrupt interruption there, you know, we can understand, okay, you want to create tension, you want to tease a potential breakup, that's fine. But don't go through with it, because fans will not be fond of it. I mean, here's the thing. Anytime these two got back together, whether it was, you know, 123, or 222, or the end of issue 50, or even issue 50 to director's cut, Anytime these two got back together, people were excited. People were happy. And apparently I have no data. I don't know what's going on there, but I have no data. <laughs> Hopefully you guys can hear me. Hopefully. Well, obviously you guys can still hear me, and I'm in excellent condition. Well, obviously I had no data there. That was weird. Um... 
but like I said, you take a look at issues 123, 222, you, you take a look at the end of issue 50, and even the director's cut, you look at, I think, what was it, 73, 72, if you will, you take a look at all those issues, well, actually 71, 70, 71, actually, you take a look at all those moments in those issues between Sonic and Sally, and fans were excited. Fans were happy because this is the status quo they're used to seeing. You're used to seeing the status quo here. They're not used to seeing them broken up or anything unless it's a mutual separation with the agreement of, okay, when things are settled down, we'll try again. You know, in story, in continuity, that would make sense. You know, that would make sense if you had Sonic and Sally on, you know, in a panel you know, in several panels, maybe several pages, agree that they're going to remain friends, but the romance right now has to be put on standby because of what's going on, and then once things settle down, they could try again. That would have been more understanding and acceptable because, hey, you know, because, hey, look, you you know the characters are going to be back together. You know the characters are going to, you know, be whole once again. They're just waiting until the right time uh, to do so. They're just waiting for the right opportunity. But the thing is, we never, ever saw that. A good example of how this relationship was handled was Sonic Sat AM. A lot of people, you know, even those that I, you know, linked this live stream to, like Sat AM Historian, Jacob, you know, oh, Jacob Ergley. I think that's his last name. I do apologize if I pronounce it wrong. Uh, but the guy behind the complete guide to the history of Sonic, the complete history of Sonic Sat AM. You know, even that guy acknowledges that the relationship was done more properly in the cartoon than in the comics. And the reason it was done more properly in the cartoons than in the comics is because they built to the moment. They built to the moment. They hinted, you know, that these, they, here's the thing, season one and season two showed that these two had feelings for each other that went beyond friendship. We saw that. You know, there's no doubt about that. But what they did is they basically would build to the moment. They would build to that moment when it would happen. And basically, season two is when they used many moments to build to it. Used many moments to build to it. And when we got to the conclusion of the Doomsday Project episode, and Sonic once again wanted to go solo, Sally stopped him. Because when she said, once we connect the stones, Sonic's, you know, a reaction to that is like, what do you mean we? And then she's like, I'm going to go with you. And Sonic's trying to say, no way, Sal, you're not. And then she shuts, and then she basically silences him with a, putting her hand on his mouth by saying, we, and then emphasizing when she does that, when she puts her hand on his mouth, when he tries to say, no, you, you know, basically he's trying to tell her, you know, the, like previously, hey, I got to do this on my own. She puts her hand on his mouth and she says, very emphasizedly, she says, we are in this together. Stating that her friendship with Sonic is now something more. That basically, what she's doing right now by saying, we are in this together. She's saying, I'm in love with you and I'm going to be with you to the end. No matter what. Which Sonic finally realizes, oh, now I understand. Now I get it. And that is what made this relationship so good. Because they worked off each other, and you had Sally be the one in Doomsday, 
basically tells Sonic, you ain't doing this by yourself because I love you too much. I'm going to go with you. And I know you feel the same. And that was it. That was it. You know, period. You know, whether people want to admit it or not, that was that was it. That was one of the prime, if not one of the best examples of this relationship being, you know, as beloved and popular as it is. Which, again, you know, really irritates a lot of fans when, you know, they get broken up. You know, I, I, here's the thing. You know, people could put, people could debate who to blame for what happened at 134. You know, Carl Bowlers, Jonathan Gray, whoever. You can debate, you know, to your heart's, you know, content. You know, to your heart's content, who is to blame for that moment? The way it was, either the way it was drawn, either the way it was written. You can blame whoever. You can even blame Mike Perithro, according to several sources, for that coming off the way it did. But the point is, that moment should have never been. Because a lot of people looked at that and they're like, that's not how Sally acts. That's not who Sally is. Sally, from what they understood, not just from the cartoon, but from the comic previously, you know, before that issue, was a character that even through the toughest of times, most emotional, traumatizing, you know, times, would be understanding and accepting. She would be understanding and accepting of the situation. You know, she wouldn't be the kind that would try to hold Sonic back to rule by her side where her parents are out on a world tour, you know, to, you know, uh, basically initialize peace between them and other kingdoms, the Overlanders and all that. You know, she wouldn't be that way. She'd be more along the lines of someone like, you know, I understand, I get it, you know, maybe we need to hold, uh, hold off. And, 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 you know, bringing that up, that goes back to what I said earlier. That goes back to the, what I said earlier. This is a moment here that, like I said, didn't have to happen. and could have been done more properly if, you know, Sally, you know, would have came out and said, look, you know, I've had, I've been seeing, you know, Dr. Quack for mental, for my mental stability because of what happened. And now that you're back, you know, I'm still, you know, so all she had to do was basically say she was still getting you know, uh, treatment for a mental stability now that even with Sonic back, and that maybe in her mind, having him by his her side would help that stay help her mentality, you know, even more so. But what she should have done, honestly, is be like, but I, you know, she should have been more understanding, like, okay, I could still get the help I need by seeing Dr. Quack, but I understand that this is your job, you have to do this. And you are one, if not the only one, that could potentially take Eggman down. And there you go. It would have been easy. It would have been easier if they would have just talked it out and not had that moment. And a lot of people agree with that. A lot of people agree with that. And, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It took. It took. And I said this yesterday in the video. When I talked about the fact that it's been ten and a half years, a decade and a half, since the uh, you know issue two twenty two came out, I basically stated, you know, in um, in that issue, and hold on for a second, I check something.
clear. Alright guys, I'm back. Sorry about that. I had to see what my dog was doing. She needed more food in a bowl. <laughs> uh, but like I said, you know, there could have been an easier way of doing that scene. But as I was saying, uh, as I adjust the mic, make sure my mic is good. Okay. But as I was saying, basically, as I adjust it again, just adjusting the headset to adjust it. Okay. But, you know, as I was saying, basically... You know, long story short, it took uh, Ian Flynn nearly nine, what was it, 134 it happened in, 220, it took him nearly almost 90 issues, 88 issues to kind of fix all this. And whether you like Ian or you don't, whether you like Ian Flynn or you don't, like I said in the video yesterday, he, he took his time, he did it correctly. Excuse me. And a lot of people, a lot of people from Mega Beat Man to Crystal Maiden 77 to others that have reviewed 222 have all said that he took his time and throughout the hints and the moments, uh, throughout the issues uh, during his run, that this was going to happen. You know, he points out, a lot of people point out uh, the Bunny and Antoine uh, wedding and the glances Sonic and Sally would give each other there. Like, Basically thinking to themselves, this should have been them. Like, this should have been their moment. And then, of course, um, afterwards, you know, the playfulness and the teasing, you know, even you know, even after that, you know, at the end of that three-part 175 um, um, mini-arc. And then, like I said, a little bit of playfulness and everything that came afterwards. And then, of course, Sally being, like, arm in arm with Sonic at the beginning of 201 to celebrate the defeat of Eggman and then after that after that Iron Dominion situation to where uh, Sally had that brief romance with Monkey Con which again as I said in the video yesterday and I've emphasized time and time and time again you know was nothing more than just another mini relationship meant for the story uh, that in context made Sally realize that Hey, guys like Monkey Kong are very similar to Sonic. They have similar mannerisms. You know, maybe there's still something there between me and Sonic, and I have to give it a go. Or give it a try. And that's what she does. And even after that, you get all these issues, like uh, the issue with the Wolf Pack and everything, and the Emerald that they have there. 
and how you had Sonic and Sally holding hands after he kind of saved her. It's like, come on. It's like, come on. You know, Ian knew what he was doing. He knew by putting in these moments in, uh, you know, in the, the issues that followed the Iron Dominion and even previously before the Iron Dominion and stuff like that, he knew what he was doing. But he also knew that he had to take his time because he knew there would be, a, he probably knew, this is the truth, this is my opinion, the possible truth, he knew that there may not be a lot of fans that would be accepting of it. Like, you know, they wouldn't be too cool with seeing Sonic be with, with somebody else. And, you know, that is indeed true. That is indeed true. You know, you know, he may not be, you know, accepting of being with somebody, you know, with Sonic being, or they may not be, I should say, accepting of Sonic being with somebody else that, let's say, as I mentioned earlier, is not Amy Rose, is not Blaze the Cat or whoever. So, you know, he took his time. He wanted to show people and remind people why these two worked so well together, why they balanced each other out uh, so well. Now, here's the thing, though. Even though he did accomplish what a lot of us wanted to see done, unfortunately, it didn't last forever. All it lasted was, uh, for all it lasted for was, the end of two twenty two, you know, throughout two, well, basically issue two twenty two. And officially, with them being boyfriend and girlfriend again, all it lasted was from that moment officially from two twenty two, two twenty three, two twenty four, two twenty five, hints of it kind of in two twenty six, even though it was like a reboot and the memories got erased until they got restored and everything at the end. Um, two. There's no, no attempt, and my internet just went out again. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know why it did that. Uh, hopefully you guys can hear me again. Sorry. The internet did that again. My uh, computer is loading again. It, Like I said, it does that. It, it knocks the internet out. It's like it's saying, wait, 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 wait. Internet, we got to go off for a second. And the internet's going like, why? I and, and it just freezes, like, uh, and they're like, do, 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 update, 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 okay, you can go back on now. That's basically what it is. It's like, they freeze it, they stop it, they go, update, 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 okay, now you can come back on. You know, it's whatever, right? It's like you can't win. You know what I'm saying? You can't win. Uh, but anyway, uh, hopefully you guys can hear me. But like I said, it took him nearly 90 issues to get back to this. But unfortunately, after that, you know... Unfortunately, after that, it, it didn't last too long because it only lasted from 222, 23, 24, 25, you know, kind of teased a little bit in the Sonic Genesis deal from 26 to 29, you know, well, because the memories got, you know, wiped and then restored at the end, as I was trying to say. And then, of course, you have um, uh, issue 230 and then that's it. That was it. Because what happens afterwards? We go through the Mecha Sally arc, which, again, is one of the more controversial, despised um, um, story arcs out there, decisions that were ever made out there, as far as Sonic Comic is concerned. And then you get into the soft red corner reboot with 252, and then, you know, from there, 53, 54, 55, 56. And there's no acknowledgement or... Uh, there's no acknowledgement or mentioning or anything of these two being an item anymore. I mean, even when Sonic, with tears in his eyes, is happy to see her and he's hugging her, even she has to push him off a little bit like, hey, what's wrong with you? You know, what got into you? 
Like she doesn't understand, like she doesn't remember until she gets her memory restored. But even after her memory is restored, you know, even after her memory is restored, and I got no data again here, now I'm actually in condition. I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, with YouTube and the internet. But anyway, like I was saying, you know, even she's wondering, like, what's going on and everything, because she's not sure why he's, you know, acting the way he's do doing, being so glad to see her. Because she's not aware of the other world until she gets her memory restored, and then that's when it hits her. But here's the thing: even with her memory restored, you know, and she sees the moments, even you know, between her and Sonic, you know, it's like they don't they don't build upon that. They don't decide, hey, we're going to continue the relationship between these two, and that's it. No, instead, what they do is they tease something between Sally and Nicole. They decide. You know, basically, we're going to make Sally bisexual and have a lean more towards in favoritism of being lesbian with, you know, being in a lesbian relationship with Nicole than being in with something with Sonic. Even Ian Flynn has come out and said that the way it was blatantly showcased and everything, you know, that he and Aaliyah were surprised that they got away with it. And, you know, that's it. You know, that is it. I mean, we're not sure whether or not, you know, they were planning to possibly, you know, put those two together uh, once again, you know, being Snappy and Sonic and Sally in the comic, had the comic continued in some kind of shape, form, or fashion. We're not really sure. But basically, we didn't get no indication. I mean, we had moments where Sonic would carry her and everything, and maybe there was a tease here and there, a, a tease, a flirtatious tease, whatever you want to call it, here and there. But we never saw anything else. It was mostly the fact that, you know, Ian Flynn, basically he had enough. He had enough, you know, uh, of this whole romance shipping kind of situation. And like I said in a previous video, I, I think honestly, you know, had, you know, had people not debated so much, you know, as to who Sonic should be with, you know, who Sally should be with, who this character should be with and all that. I don't think Ian Flynn would have been against, you know, continuing the relationship. But I think he just got so fed up with it that people in his mind were losing focus as to what the comic was about that he knew he had probably no other choice in his opinion or from his point of view. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. You could always work it in there. And like I said, had the comic not been canceled and the partnership not ended between Sega and Son Sega and Archie, I should say, who's to, who's to say we wouldn't have gotten that relationship restored? I mean, we know that honestly, there was a lot of things that were teased for potentially happening, you know, in the Archie book that, in a way, made the that in a sense, or ironically, in a sense, made the way uh, into the uh, IDW book like the metal virus and all that, we knew that was teased to in a, in, a, in, a, in a way. There were moments towards the end that it was teased that that potentially was going to be the next arc, but because the comic was canceled, it made its way into the IDW book. You know, so... You know, so that was that. And then on top of that, and then on top of that, um, if you will... Uh, there was talk, well not talk, but on top of that, you also had characters like uh, Tangle and Whisper, and you know who's to say that potentially maybe they wouldn't have made their way into the Archie book had it not been canceled. 
I mean, we got a freaking Sonic Forces um, adaptation or aftermath. Uh, uh, basically, what, what I'm trying to say is we basically got ourselves, you know, a comic book in the IDW comic that basically serves as an aftermath to uh, Sonic Forces. So, and we, in a way, through the IDW books, we had a Sonic Forces adaption. So who's to say the Sonic Forces wouldn't have been uh, another adaptation put into the Archie books, which from an Archie perspective would have introduced us to Tangle, Whisper, and then eventually other characters like Sterling and Bell and all that. Who's to say that wouldn't have happened had the book not been canceled? Uh, you know, because honestly, I think it would have been. I think it would have been. I think all these elements we saw appear in IDW, all these characters that debuted in IDW, I think, honestly, they were planned for the Archie book had it not been canceled. So they just migrated the way over to IDW. And, again, I bring this up because had the book continued, who's to say Ian Flynn, maybe or not, or at least maybe someone like Aaliyah Baker or even a Van Stanley wouldn't have said, hey, I want to put Sonic and Sally back together and I want to build to that moment. Who's to say they wouldn't have done it? Because I think maybe there's a good chance they would have. Because, again, you look at all the comics in other media. You know, like uh, Superman, Spider-Man. You know, those are two proliferical comics that people identify for the main couples involved. Superman and Lois, Spider-Man and MJ. And you have one comic without... And here's the thing. A lot of fans look at the fact that you can't have, and there goes my internet again. I do apologize again for that. My internet just conked out again because it's my computer's loading stuff. Uh, apparently, it's getting away for a major update. I don't know if that update's going to involve the Windows 11 update. I understand they're trying to gradually roll that out, so we'll see what happens. But again, I do apologize for that. It just, you know, does that lately. And there it goes again. I do apologize. And it, yeah, I do apologize uh, for that. Apparently, it's uh, somebody's uh, interfering or something like that. I don't know what's going on. But apparently, I'm getting some interference here. I do apologize for that. Uh, it's either interference or my computer's just loading something. So I do apologize for any interruptions. Uh, uh, but like I said, um, basically, uh, like I said, I, I don't. What I was trying to say is, you know, this talk of you know Windows 11 being rolled out soon, but it's going to be gradual. So in other words, they're going to take their time with it, and I don't know if it's going to be mine's going to be one of the computers that gets it right away, or it's going to take its time, or mine's going to be one of those computers that gets it down the line. Uh, but anyway, what I was trying to say, basically, is you cannot, you know, picture one comic without, you know, the other, you know, without, you know, you can't. What I'm trying to say is. You can't picture one couple in a comic, you know, without that comics, you know, with, you know, without some kind of legit reasoning. In other words, you can't picture one without the other kind of deal. You can't picture the couple without the comic and the comic without the couple or the TV show or movie without the couple and the couple without that. You get what I'm saying? So when, so basically when any time a writer decides, hey, I'm going to break up. Superman and Lois, I'm going to break up Spider-Man and MJ, and they try to put them with other people, you know, yeah, it might be fine for a bit, but, you know, 
in the end, folks are going to be like, you need to put Son you need to put Superman and Lois together, uh, back together. You need to put Spider Man and MJ back together. You know, and that's it. That is it. You know, that's always the thing. And again, going back to my Saved by the Bell example, you know, a lot of people have said that you could put Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski with different people all you want. You can break them up, friendly breakup or excuse me, whatever situation you know, that the story uh, calls for, you can do all that, but eventually you got to put those two back together. And that's what happens. And that's eventually what happens, and it did. And it did. And that's the thing with Sonic and Sally. The reason they are so popular, you know, in the eyes of a lot of fans, is because of, you know, the fact that you cannot picture the Sonic comic when it was under the Archie license. You can't picture the Sonic Saturday M cartoon or anything Without knowing, without them being there, you know, and showing some kind of affection to each towards each other, acknowledging the romance between the two, you you just can't, you just can't have that, and you know, to me, I, and to me, that is why I for and that what I'm trying to say is, let me get some coffee here for a second. You know, but that is why to me. Uh, basically, you always end up having these two end up together. I mean, I go back to, like I said, um, you know, 123. You know, that that was a moment we've all been waiting for. One of the major moments. Now, I want to correct something uh, that Ian Flynn uh, put down in 222. You know, at the end of the main story, when they're you know, getting all cozy and comfortable and cuddly with each other at the, um, you know, at the Chow Garden, you, you have them being playfully, you have them doing play, you have them giving off playful banter towards each other as well as flirting, and you basically have Sally point out that, you know, ha, Sonic, uh, basically you have Sally point out to Sonic, Sonic, of uh, the fact of when it came to Ken Con, Monkey Con, even Jeffrey, you have her finally getting Sonic to, in a way, admit, ha, see, you were jealous. You were jealous. And then Sonic has to counteract that by saying, well, you were jealous of Mina, and at that time, we weren't, you know, we didn't have anything going on. Correction. Correcto. Correction. Correcto unmundo. Correcto unmundo, if you will. Because here's the thing, Ian. They did. I mean... I mean, if you're taking over for the book, then you should have known that they still had a relationship going on, even after Sonic and Tails came back from the world tour, they still had something going on. The only reason, and I'll be right back, that's my mom calling, I'll be right back. Oh no, it's not her. Who the heck is that? Sorry about that. That wasn't her calling. That was some kind of wrong number, it looked like. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying, what I was trying to say is I want to I correct something to Ian, all right? 
you know, he had Sonic basically as a, you know, just a headset here. But, you know, he had Sonic basically uh, say something along the lines of, you know, him and Sally didn't have anything going on when she got jealous of Mina. Correcto on mundo. Correction on mundo. You see, they did. You see, she, even when, what I was trying to say is when Sonic came back from his world tour with uh, Tails to chase off uh, to find Nagus, if you will, to capture, to the, basically find and capture Nagus, you know, she was happy to see them. She was happy in a way that obviously was more, that implied there was more than just friendship or more than, you know, she was just happy to see her friend again. You know, the way she reacted, yeah, that was, that was more than just one, my boyfriend back kind of embraced. Or the one I really care about, you know, more than just as a friend back embraced. That was it. That's what it was. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. The reason it seemed like, you know, they didn't have anything going on. Okay, let me let me remind let me kind of correct something on this. The reason it didn't seem like they had anything going on wasn't because Mina became infatuated with Sonic as, you know, at the same time she discovered she had Mongoose super speed and thought, oh, I have speed, he has speed, we're perfect for each other, right? The other reason, as I mentioned in the video yesterday, that, you know, they, you know, didn't seem like they had anything going on, but they did, was due to the fact that when Carl Bowlers or Mike Perithro, whoever it was, maybe both, decided to go with the high school error kind of thing, you know, the high school uh, error story arc, mini arc, whatever you want to call it, you know, where they had the Freedom Fighters go back to school and try to live normal lives and leave the fighting against the Eggman Empire again, you know, to, you know, groups like the Secret Service and the Knights and the King and all that. Uh, basically, basically the reason it seemed like they didn't have anything going on was because Sally was, you know, being taught privately at the castle. She was being tutored and taught at the castle instead of being with her friends at school. Like everyone from Sonic to Bunny to Rotor and Tails all thought she would be, but she wasn't. Now, at first, as I said, in the, as I mentioned in the video yesterday, at first, you know, it seemed like Elias, who was filling in temporarily for his dad because his dad had gotten injured, um, uh, he'd basically gotten injured in battle and all that, you know, at first, it seemed like Elias was the one that had made the decision to have, you know, his sister be tutored um, at the castle alone. Basically, instead of going to school with her friends, it seemed like Elias was the one that decided, okay, Sally, you're my sister, you're royalty, you're going to learn on your own, you're going to have your own lessons and all that. You know, even though it seemed like it came off like that, as we find out later on in issues that would follow, it was not actually Elias's idea it was Jeffrey St. John's idea because Elias needed someone he thought he could confine in. Thought you know he needed someone that, like I said, he thought he could confine in. He could, um, you know, trust and everything. And it turned out that that wasn't the case. And all Jeffrey was really in for, or really in for it for, was himself. Because here's the thing: even during this time, which was around ninety four, building up to issue one hundred. 
even around this time, uh, the storyline was that Jeffrey felt that he was better than Sonic. He was more heroic than Sonic. He was more eligible to be the hero than Sonic. And by being an advisor to Elias, he pretty much figured, hmm, I have an opportunity to make myself and even my own team look better than Sonic and the Freedom Fighters. And, hmm, wait a minute. The princess is here. These guys are going back to school. They're going to expect her to be with her. Ah, I got an idea. I advise him to keep his sister at home and have her tutored and taught here. That makes it easier for me to look not just better in the eyes of the royal family, but it also gives me a better chance, a stronger chance, to end up with Sally finally. And that's it. That's how a lot of us would view, that's how a lot of us viewed it as being, you know, showcased and being played, you know, played as. You know, played off as, basically. Showcase, played off as, whatever you want to call it. That basically, Elias wasn't the one that made the call for not just the Freedom Fighters to go back to school and all that, and Sally to, you know, and Sally to be taught, you know, taught lessons at, cas at the castle by herself instead of being with her friends. We find out it was Jeffrey St. John because, once again, he wanted to prove himself better than Sonic. He wanted to prove himself to be more heroic than Sonic, more of, uh, you know, the main guy that, the you know, the world, can the world of Mobius can depend on. And at the same time, basically, you could tell that, you know, he wanted to, you know, have Sally to himself again. Like, this was basically his last opportunity to be like, Sally, now that I have you alone, I want to tell you, I love you, girl, and I want to be with you, and this is why I did all this for you. That's, I'm, now, I'm not saying that's probably what would have happened in future stories, uh, mind you. I'm not saying that what, that's not what would have happened, but the way it was coming off, the way it was coming off, you know, in the, you know, in the eyes of the reader and the, uh, the fans, was that's exactly how it seemed to be, you know, being, you know, that's, it's, it, that's exactly what I'm trying to say, how it was being panned out uh, to be like. You know, that, you know, basically all Jeffrey was doing was trying to make himself look good in the eyes of the royal family by advising Elias to do this, to do that, to run the kingdom. Not the way Elias or the royal family felt it should be run, but the way Jeffrey felt it should be run. And in his mind, he probably thought, Again, you know, in story that it would make him look not only good in front of the royal family, but when the opportunity comes, he could go to the king once maybe Max is, you know, back to normal and maybe ask the king for his daughter's hand in marriage or he to be her new royal consort, consort, basically her new fiance. You know, but thankfully that didn't happen. Thankfully that didn't happen. But. The reason I bring all this up and go into a lot of detail about it, if you will, is the fact that, honestly, this is, you know, where Ian kind of made a mistake. You see, because they did have something going on. When Sally, excuse me, when Sally was getting her stuff ready for school, thinking maybe this along the same lines as her friends that, oh, I'm going to be with them in school, and then finding out, you know, how she was going to be taught, you know, she opens up. I think what is it a binder or something like the journal, and she sees a picture of her, her a picture of her and her of herself and her friends that was take that uh, was taken of them together, and you know her lines is, oh my Sonic, kind of deal, and it's like come on seriously, what 
regular what character in a regular friendship says, "Oh my Sonic"? Nobody. That that saying right there is of someone that is the girlfriend of someone else, and in this case, Sally, the girlfriend of Sonic. So to correct Ian on that, you know, even though it's ten years ago that the story came out, two twenty two, that is. To correct Ian on that, uh, on that little mistake, yes, Sonic and Sally were still an item, and the reason mean and the reason Sally was jealous was because she thought Sonic, you know, had, you know, because they weren't in school together, had moved on from her and moved on to somebody else, and that wasn't the case, even though it was teased several times afterwards that Sonic might consider Mina, but that what that didn't happen. Instead, Mina ended up with Ash. Thank the Lord. But then, but then, and my finger, just, my thumb just hit the mic there, I do apologize. And then, if you consider Mobius years later, 25 to 30 years later, as canon, she ended up, Mina that is, ended up with Tails. Which I guess makes sense when you consider that they were racing each other at the beginning of one issue very playfully. Like, you know, it's almost like, basically, you're, you know, you're looking at that moment where they're racing each other playfully, and you're like, are they teasing something? You know, are they trying to you know, insinuate something may happen in the future? And guess what? If you, like I said, if you consider it canon to an extent, that's exactly what happens. But anyway, though, anyway, though, like like I said, to correct Ian on that on that little uh, snafu he made in that. <laughs> You know, in that line he hit, he wrote for Sonic at the end of 222's main story. Yeah, they did have something going on. It's just the fact that the way it was arranged didn't really help matters. And that's why, basically, when we got to 123, it was more satisfying. It was more satisfying. It was more welcoming. Because of the fact that it was a moment we wanted to see you know, happened for a while. We wanted to see these characters reunited because we knew nothing had nothing had really changed. That despite all the teasing you can do, despite all the, you know, te you know like I said, despite all the teasing you can do, despite all the, you know, um, moments you could throw in here and there to make it look like something else is going on, you always, you know, as a fan, you know, you always knew you always knew that despite all these things, that the, all these teases and moments thrown in there, and I just almost had a brain fart there thinking about what I was going to say, almost lost track there, uh, you knew basically that these two were going to end up together, and 123, you know, was that moment. It gave off that moment. Now, I'm going to say this. Ken and Carl afterwards, I, you know, I'm going to put it this way. Whoever did the dialogue, you know, whether it was Ken or Carl, from 124 to 125, I'm going to put it this way. Yes, we were happy to see them back together on 123. I'm not denying that. We were happy. You know, as fans. But, seriously. I mean, I, I, I get. I get the fact that the comic, you know, like, as I've said before recently, the comic was, you know, the writers behind it were trying to grow the comic up with its fan base. So that's understandable. But come on, seriously. You know, giving dialogue the way you did to Sally and Sonic during certain moments, 
that didn't help anything. That didn't really help. All right? I mean, you put them together as an item, that's great. No problem. Thumbs up. But putting them the way you did, you know, with the dialogue at times, and then on top of that, the following issue, you have Sally basically, you know, along with Sonic, get the blessing from her parents of, okay, you and Sonic are now fiancés. You know, that he is now her royal consort, her fiancé, and I'll be right back. That's my mom. Hello? There was a fire in there at Benson and Big Lane. Yeah, it was a residential structure. Probably because the smoke was coming this way, you could smell it. That's not a that's not a crazy. It's 78 in the house.
Okay, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, it's usually around the time she calls me and all that, but... Now, what was I? Oh, what was I? Oh, yeah, we're all concerned. Oh, yeah. The... The Royal Consort deal. <laughs> you know, look. I don't think they should have... Honestly, um, I don't think they should have done that. You know, the, the Royal Consort deal... Um, basically, what... It, you know... Again, like I said, let me kind of recap here. Okay, there we go. Uh, anyway, I, I understand. I understand wanting to, um, you know, I understand basically, you know, I wanted to emphasize that they were together, but like I said, whoever's in charge of the dialogue and, and everything, and now suddenly things are popping up. <laughs> But like I said, whoever's in charge of the, the dialogue, basically, um, when it came to the character Sonic and Sally, it's like, yeah, it was great to have them back, thumbs up and everything in 123, but seriously, it's like, did you have to give them that dialogue? Did you have to go the, excuse me, did you have to go to the engagement route? You know, did you have to do that? Because, you know, it just, it just did not make sense, honestly, it just did not makes sense. I mean, I get that you want to emphasize you want to emphasize that these two are together and you know, that's fine. I, I understand that. But I think you might have gone a little too far with it. Because um, honestly, this is the kind of dialogue that really turned off a lot of fans. It really did. But uh, and then going to Royal Consult route the you know making you know getting the blessing from the royal family to be engaged if you will it's like yeah i'm surprised sega didn't step in and be like you're doing what how it just i don't know it just didn't make any sense it just didn't make, really make any sense i mean it, i mean again i'm glad that you know they wanted to kind of emphasize i mean well not well yeah i'm glad along with everybody else that they wanted to emphasize Sonic and Sally's relationship with each other and how strong that relationship is. Uh, I understand that. I get that. You know, no doubt about it. I, I get that, and so does the rest of so do, so, do, so does the rest of us. We we get that. We understand that. But it's like seriously, seriously, you're you're going to go as far as to really emphasize how lovey dovey they are towards each other by going the the engagement route. It's like Okay, fine, fine. You know, it's not a problem. But then what do you do? What do you do with that? You decide, okay, not only are we going to traumatize Sally along with everybody else on the planet, making them think that Sonic's dead after, you know, blowing up and sacrificing himself to destroy this, uh, uh, what is this, quantum dial by the Zorda. Not only, not only do you um, have everybody get traumatized, like Sally, thinking he's dead, then have him come back, have her basically lie to his face like, oh, I knew you were always going to come back when in storyline you make it look, you obviously make it, you know, obvious to a lot of fans that she didn't. And then you go the route with 134 and it's like, you could have, to me, you could have easily avoided this. One, you could have easily avoided it by not having the engagement happen yet, by having an understanding between them and 134 and that's it. That's fine. But it's like, seriously, 
you know, this couple honestly cannot catch a break or could not catch a break in, in, in the comics. They couldn't. I mean, the only time they ever caught a break, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, was in the cartoon because it structured the relationship better. It structured it a lot better than what we were given. It structured it so much better that, like I said earlier, when they got to Sally, basically finally, you know, in her own way, telling Sonic that you mean more to me than just as a friend, by finally convincing him to let her go with him to finally put an end to the Doomsday Project with the Power Stones. You know, it's like... It's like, seriously, you take notes. It's like, take some notes, if you will. To me, because to me, if they would have took notes from that, which I'm sure they did at first, but if they would have kept those notes on hand, things would have been a lot better. They would have. And the only one, believe it or not, out of all those writers that basically understood that was Ian. Which is why when he did what he did to get to 222, you know, everybody accepted it. Because he was building it back up, and he was building it up in a way to where when it finally happened, people understood exactly why these two were meant for each other. You know, why they were meant for each other, and why the relationship worked. You know, in, in previous outings, that's I just have an itch there on my ear for a second. But why it worked in previous outings. And, you know, <laughs> here's what's funny. Let, let's talk about 222 for a moment, okay? Let's talk about 222. You know, a lot of people, like myself, just like with 123, and the end of 50, you know, director's cut as well, in the moment we got in 70, what was it, 71, 70? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? Uh, basically, long story short, you know, 222, like I said, is one of those take a break from the chaos like issues, you know, let, you know, check the characters out in a daily, you know, uh, daily uh, life kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A daily, you know, you know, you know, basically a daily in the life kind of scenario. You know, just check the characters out in a daily in the life kind of scenario. And a lot of people have pointed out that, you know, some of the moments that happened in there, even though they were cute and adorable and made sense, especially when it came to Sonic and Sally, that some of the other moments just didn't. It's like, why would Monkey Con, Ken Con, who Sally just had a previous fling with, however, as I've mentioned before, it's the kind of fling that we've seen in things like Say by the Bell, like the Say by the Bell Hawaiian-style movie, and the Summer Job episodes as well, where Zack gets together with this girl just for the story, uh, or the story arc, and then that's it. We don't hear anything more about them after that. You know, the same is said here. The same is utilized here. Basically, the fling with Monkey Con was just for the story, and that's it. That was it. Nothing more. And it also helped Sally in story realize that it didn't matter who she tried to move on with, that there was always going to be a similarity to Sonic because of maybe personality, you know, you know, maybe per personality, mentality, who knew? Uh, but basically, basically, the thing is with, with Sal, um, you know, with her going to talk to Monkey Kong about the whole, 
you know, situation about her being on the date with Sonic, giving him a second chance kind of deal. You know, there are some people like, there are some people that are like, you know, they, you know, that's, well, here's what I'm trying to say. There are some people that were cool with that because that showed a lot of, you know, full development and maturity, you know, out of Monkey Kong, basically showing that he's come a long way that, you know, even though he still has a thing for Sally that he's willing to accept that, hey, if she wants to give Sonic a second chance or another chance, another opportunity, you know, he's all for it. He's all supportive of it. That's fine. That is fine. You know, that's good. But there are some people that look at that and be like, seriously, why would Monkey Kong be, you know, cool with this? You know, why can't he just be like, uh, Sal, you sure you want to go through with this? I mean, you and I, you know, we could still be an item and you have a way to go back and forth. I'm just saying, you know, you know, that's how people viewed it. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that is a good point. But if you want to show that the characters can evolve beyond what they were originally saddled with when they appeared or what debuted, and then the best way to do that is to show how far they've come in a maturity-like setting by having them accept the fact that one is happy being with the other and they should be happy and supportive of that. And that's how you had Monkey... And that's how a lot of people saw Monkey Con, Ken Con, come off here um, in, in the story. That he was very understanding, very mature about it, and very supporting of it. And the same for Amy Rose. You know, some people say that Amy Rose could not be this way. That Amy Rose would not be understanding and willing to accept Sonic being with Sally. And that her excuse of, well, being with Sally makes him happy, that's all that matters to me. You know, they feel that that's not Amy Rose. And again, they have a right to their opinion, you know, based on the way she was written or uh, developed and all that, not just in the comics, but in games and all that. But here's the thing. If you want to show how far a character has come you know, in the maturity, you know, in the overall development, not just in the in the games and all that, but in the comic itself, where they get a lot more spotlight than they do in a game or even an anime series. If you want to show how far they've come from a maturity standpoint and a character developing standpoint, having them accept the fact that the person they want to be with is happy being with another friend of theirs and they're cool with that because that's all they want is the happiness for the person they really care for. Then that's maturity, you know, one on one. Then that's basically showing maturity one on one. Or one on one. That's basically, let me get some coffee here. But what I'm saying is that's showing maturity one on one. That's it. That is showing maturity one on one. Because, true, Amy could have easily been like, okay, I've. I've held off the crowd. Now I'm going to keep following time because yet because I will admit this, I will admit this. Amy coming out of nowhere to basically back the crowd off of Sonic and Sally to so Sonic and Sally can enjoy the rest of their evening. Yeah, I'll admit her coming out of nowhere did seem a little weird, and some people have suspected that to play into who her character is, she might have been stalking Sonic and Sally. Like, okay, if it didn't work, she could jump in. You know, and, you know, take the opportunity to be with Sonic. Like, if something went arise and it just didn't work and Sally went back to the castle, you know, Amy, by kind of hiding and sneaking and following, can jump out of nowhere and say, Hey, Sonic, you want some company tonight? I'll take you to Uncle Chuck so we can have a jelly dog. Now, and again, I'll admit, that does play into her character. 
But we didn't see that here. We didn't see that. And the fact that she's willing to accept Sonic being happy, you know, with Sally, being with Sally, you know, as a way that, you know, as a as a way that showcases how she feels about Sonic, that she loves him to an extent that if being with someone like Sally makes him happy, it makes her, that's in a way, it makes her happy, that's all that matters. Now, again, like I said, I'll admit it's kind of weird that she just popped out of nowhere, but we can all make this all. We can make every assumption in the book as to why the, how she suddenly just appeared. We can assume, like I said, that and other people have said that she was following them. She was sneaking, sneaking around, kind of spying on them, waiting for the opportunity to, you know, jump it. Uh, waiting for the opportunity to jump at a chance to maybe, if things didn't work out, you know, take the spot of Sally to be with Sonic. We can assume that, but then again, we can assume maybe she was out and about just enjoying the evening, maybe going over to Uncle Chuck's to get something to drink and everything, and then she saw what was happening and jumped in to intervene to allow Sonic and Sally to enjoy their date. We can assume that too. But whatever the case may be, what she says, you know, in these few panels, if you will, of issue 222 is a great show of maturity. There is no doubt. And, and yes, she does still have the belief that right now, even though Sonic wants to be with Sally, she still has the belief in you know this issue, uh, in that last panel, that yeah, Sonic will be hers one day because, as Mega Beatman puts it, she believes still that Sonic will see the light. That even though you know being in a relationship with a uh, Sally is making him makes him happy and that's all she cares about, that she feels and believes uh, basically that you know, he will be with her someday, that this will be just a short-term deal, and that when opportunity arises, it'll be her turn. Well, unfortunately, um, again, as I said earlier, whether you count it as true continuity or not, as far as Mobius years later is concerned, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not the case. Although they do insinuate that Amy ended up with Vector, believe it or not. <laughs> I know, it sounds weird, but that's what they assume. But, uh, again, you know, there are some people that are like, that's not how Amy would be. And, again, like I said, they have a right to their opinion. But if you want to show how far a character has come in developmental, in a development kind of way, character developmental way, this is one way of doing it. This is one way of doing it, and I'm glad they did it this way. I and many others are glad they did it this way because of the fact that you know, because of the fact that, you know, it shows that even a character like Amy is willing uh, to accept the fact that, hey, if Sonic, you know, being with Sally makes him happy, you know, then that's all that matters to her. That's all that matters to her. So, you know, because that's the one thing about relationships. If you truly care about somebody and you know something makes them being with someone or doing something makes them happy and that's all you care about is their happiness then that's all that matters. And this was a side of Amy Rose that really showed maturity, that if being with, you know, Sally makes Sonic happy, and his happiness is one of the main things that makes, you know, that she cares about and makes her happy in the long run, then that's all that matters. The point is, you know, you could, you know, the point is you can review this issue, 222, and any other stories that came before it or after it, 
And you could look at moments like with Amy and Ken Con, Monkey Con, and say, that's not possible. Why would they accept that? You know, and, you know, you have, a, as I've said, you have a right to your opinion. You have a right to your opinion to, to feel that way. But, you know, in the end, as far as the story context is concerned, you know, it makes sense for these characters to be will, to willingly accept the idea that, you know, Sonic and Sally, you know, probably are destined to be together. That, you know, that, yeah, they can have their moments with them. They can have the little mini dates and, you know, you know, get togethers and all that. And that's fine. But in the end, there's always going to be that feeling that, okay, this person is meant to be with that person and vice versa and all that. I mean, I can tell you honestly, there's several times in high school that, you know, I felt that I was going to be with somebody and then I found out, okay, maybe being with this person, it makes them happy. That's fine with me because it makes me happy. And I didn't go any further than that. I didn't go any further than that. So, um, in the end... You know, in the end, it's it's just one of those kind of it's just one of those kind of scenarios to where no matter how you feel about the relationship or how certain characters are portrayed in support of the relationship in story, it's just one of those that no matter how you look at it is always going to be a part of Sonic lore or part of the Sonic franchise um, historically. Historically, it's always going to be part of the franchise. I mean, yes, there have been moments where, as I said, they've tried to pair Sonic and Sally off with other characters there's no doubt you know sally and jeffrey st john is a good example and like i said and like i mentioned earlier you know jeffrey in context when you really look at it during those during that high school experiment arc that they were doing you know obviously you could tell in story he was the one behind all the suggestions is all the not suggestions, but he was behind all the decisions that elias was making including having sally be tutored you know educationally uh, from the at the castle instead of being with her friends. And the reason, obviously, for that was because not only did he want to make himself look good in the eyes of the royal family, make himself look more of a hero than Sonic could ever be, but also it was another, maybe one last attempt to try to win Sally. And even if he had to basically get the okay from the king to uh, be her consort, be her, you know, potential future husband or whatever the case may be, you know, by, by uh, you know, basically, you know, making these decisions through Elias, you know, he saw an opportunity. But thankfully, like I said earlier, it didn't, it didn't happen. Nothing came of it. Instead, he ended up with Hershey, which is a bet, which a lot of fans pretty much felt is a better option and knew it was going to be a better option when it would happen. And when it did, people were happy about that. But yeah, you know, you know, you know, putting Sally with Jeffrey, you know, Fans didn't like it because they're like, where did this come from? And it just didn't make sense for them or make sense in, from what they could tell. And then, of course, you had Sonic being with other characters like Fiona, Mina, um, to an extent, Bunny, but not much. You know, so, and I'm not counting the whole, you know, anti-Sonic disguise the Sonic deal. Uh, but, you know, when you really think about it, you know, you could put these characters, you know, with di different potential romantic love interest and in the end it doesn't really matter because you know fans are always going to know that you do that eventually you're going to have to go back to the status quo which is sonic and sally and that's it so no matter how you look at it 
you know, like I said, you could put them with different characters. That's fine. But eventually, you know, in story, they're going to end up back together. I mean, and here's, what's, here's what's crazy. And here's what's crazy. I know Penders worked on Endgame. And I know he worked on a lot of stories afterwards. And here's what's crazy, though. Even though Endgame pretty much established that, them, established that Sonic and Sally were an item, he still wrote and, in a sense, drew Jeffrey St. John kissing Sally or trying to flirt with Sally right in front of him, right in front of Sonic, or right in front of Sonic's friends, and the friends being like, yeah, that's, that's not going to sit well with Sonic. You know, so he still did that. Thankfully, there was a moment where Sonic, I think it was the Brave New World, Super Special Number 2, where Sonic just went, had enough. And it's like, you know, he just finally fought the guy a little bit, just tussled around, because, you know, he's trying to basically move in on his girl, and he didn't like that. Until finally they were able to be settled down, and they made peace. But I think basically to that little scuffle they had, in story, in context, Jeffrey kind of understood, okay, if I'm going to, you know, kind of be sweet-talking Sally, kind of flirt, flirt with her a little bit, maybe, you know, kiss her a little bit, I can't do it in front of Sonic or anybody else because it's going to get, you know, it's like I can't do it in front of Sonic or I can't do it in front of his friends because it's going to get back to him kind of deal. And and the same could be, you know, with, with Mina. I mean, going back to the high school experiment deal, you know, a lot of people pointed out how, uh, and, and like I mentioned earlier, Somebody, uh, well, not earlier, but as I mentioned in a previous video, somebody did a sonogram letter, uh, wrote a, son a letter to the sonograms asking why Bunny acted so coldly towards Mina by going, instead of being like, oh, howdy, Mina, nice to meet you, you know, and all that. Instead, she's like, howdy. You know, like very, like, cold-like. It's because Bunny, just like, you know, she saw what, you know, Jeffrey you know, doing what he's, you know, kissing Sally or flirting with Sally at times. Bunny knew Sonic was Sally's gal, her BFFs, you know, not gal, but Bunny knew that Sonic was so Sally's guy and that, and that she could tell, excuse me, that, that she could tell Mina was trying to move in on that. And that's why she treated her the way she did. The same way, you know, not identical, but the same way, a lot of the characters saw, you know, Jeffrey doing what he was doing with Sally. It's like, you know, what, what, excuse me, it's like, come on, seriously, you know, what's the deal? It's like, why are you trying to, or why is this guy doing this? It doesn't make sense. You know, does he know Sally is, you know, Sally is Sonic's gal and, you know, and all that. So, uh, again, it's, you know, again, it's not the, you know, it's not the first time these kind of things have happened. You know, to where a character can see and sense that something just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't, you know, they, they can see and sense that not only does something not seem right, but they can see and sense someone trying to move in on somebody else's, you know, love, if you know what I mean. Um, but the thing is, it's, you know, it's, it, again, to me, it just blows my mind that Ken would do that. Uh, thankfully, he didn't do it much after that, but it's like, seriously, Ken. You know, I get you want to like Carl and E and, and to the, like Carl and Mike and even E to an extent. You know, you want to create some drama, but this is not the way you're doing it. If you catch my drift, it's it's not the way you're doing it because all you're doing is causing more, 
tension and more debate and more, you know, disdain, if you will, you know, with the fans because you're doing things you shouldn't be doing with the characters. Um, but overall, though, overall, the general consensus is this: no matter what, no matter how you, you know, write the characters, no matter how up and down you make the relationship, no matter how controversial you make things, no matter how lovey-dovey you make things, no matter how comedic or dramatic you make things, that in the end, it's always going, in the end, you're always going to end up having Sonic and Sally back together. It's, it's just, it's just a normal, it's just, basically, it was just a normal, if not today, if not to this day, um, it is basically, um, you know, I don't know right, what just happened there. It's just that I had no data stream in slowly. Uh, but like I said, um, it's just one of those scenarios that, you know, even to this day, fans still draw Sonic and Sally together. So fans will look at, you know, uh, basically panels or screenshots from Sonic X and, and they will put Sally in Amy's place or Sally in Rouge's place. Or they will draw their own version of Sonic X called Sonic X HD and put Sally in there. Or, you know, when it comes to the IDW books, they'll take someone like Tangle out or Blaze out and the, or even Amy out and they'll put Sally in the place. You get what I'm saying? All because they want, all because they support Sonic and Sally. So, again, you know, the general consensus is that no matter what you do, no matter, you know, how dramatic you make things, comedic you make things, up and down you make the relationship, they always end up back together. Again, same thing when you look at thing, uh, couples in other comics like Superman and Lois, you know, Spider-Man and MJ. You know, it's always the same thing. You can make the relationship rocky and all that, do this and that, do this and that, but the consensus is they always end up together. That's the natural agreement and consensus that they're always going to find a way back together whether, you know, fans support it or they don't. So, in closing, guys, in closing, I just wanted to come on here and talk about the Sonic and Sally relationship, you know, and just really get a lot off my chest when it comes to it. I know there was some interruptions and all that throughout the stream. I do apologize uh, for that. But again, I just wanted to take this time and let you know how I feel about it still. I mean, I'm still a fan. I'm still a supporter. I mean, long story short, when 123 came out, I was just, and I was still living in Kansas. I was still living on my own. I was happy. I was rolling around on my, you know, floor a little bit out of excitement for the fact that they were back together. Because I felt like anybody else that they should have never even insinuated the fact that they were broken apart. And again, to correct, to correct Ian Flynn, you know, they never were, you know, broken up. They never, uh, basically, and I have trans fan here. Thank you for joining me, trans fan. And he says, uh, I thought that the super special, or it was fun. Okay, he thought basically in Brave New World, Sonic hitting Jeffrey was very funny. In a way it was, but again, Again, it's one of those things that I just mentioned to where basically, you know, Sonic just finally saw what everybody else was saying. It was like, 
you know, enough. He's like, you know, stop moving in on my girl because we're an item now. You had your chance. So, yeah, but, so yeah, it was one of those, so yeah, it was a funny moment. There's no doubt. Um, but again, like I said, you could, you know, put them all through all these different scenarios. The consensus, they always end up back together. And, you know, that's about it. But like I said, I just wanted to come on here and, you know, give you my thoughts on all this. And like I said, I'm still a Sonic and Sally fan supporter. As I was trying to say, um, you know, I've been a fan uh, for so long that, you know, I love the ending of Doomsday Project with them. I love that. You know, I love the, I will admit I'm a bit of a romantic at heart. And I love the romant, romantic moments they would have with each other, flirtatious moments in the cartoon as well as in the comic. And that, you know, when uh, 123 came out, as I was saying, I was still living on my own in Kansas, and I was just so happy. I was rolling a little bit around on my floor in my apartment because I was happy to see them back together, officially, you know, officially once more, even though they never broke apart. As I was trying, as I said earlier, the only way it seemed like they'd broken apart is because instead of allowing Sally to go to public school at Not Whole High with her friends, like everybody, like the characters thought that they, she, she should, and like it seemed to be insinuating it was going to happen. Instead, she ended up being tutored at the castle, not at the, not at the request or the order of her brother, you know, uh, more, more or less, but actually at the request and order of Jeffrey St. John, who was acting like the advisor. And in story, a lot of fans could see that he was just using this to make himself look good in the front of the royal family, make his team look good in front of the royal family, and potentially, if not more than likely, try to win Sally over to him again and get him away from Sonic. Or get her away from Sonic, I should say. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, that's the only reason, you know, like I said, that you can kind of sense why, you know, Sally wasn't in the public school kind of deal uh, down the line. But, you know, like I said, over... And so, yeah, so yeah, going to, but yeah, as I was trying to say, hey, you know, when uh, we saw the cover of 123, that was, you know, that was a moment we've all been waiting for because, you know, even though we knew they weren't actually apart, it's just the way the scenario, things were set up in the story that made it seem like that. But 123 thankfully cleared that up. Um, but overall, in the end, guys, like I said, the consensus is no matter what you do with a couple like Sonic and Sally in the story or whatever the scenario is, they always end up back together. And you look at the fan support for it, the fact that fans, you know, will draw and animate things in the Sonic X style to include them together. They will, you know, re, uh, redraw a screenshot from Sonic X or a panel from Sonic, IDW Sonic and all that to put Sally in there instead of, you know, whoever, you know, to be with Sonic. If that doesn't tell you that the fans want support this uh, couple in a big way, I don't know what does. I don't know what does. But overall, guys, yeah, I just wanted to come on here. And again, I do apologize for the interruptions, maybe the bit of stream, uh, low resolution at times or low bit rate um, and everything. But I just, again, wanted to come on here, just give you my thoughts overall once more on Sonic and Sally relationship and why it's so popular with fans. And why fans support it. And that's really all I'm going to say. So, um, till next time, guys. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for um, chatting in the live chat for those that did show up. 
Uh, thank you for those that will be commenting down in the comment section post live chat. Give me your thoughts down there on how you feel about the Sonic and Sally relationship. Thank you to those that uh, watch me via the face via the links on Facebook and Twitter. You know, hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say. Again, I do apologize for the interruptions and stuff, but again, just wanted to get this all off my chest and you know, just finally just you know sit back and discuss the relationship and why fans like myself support it. And hopefully, you know, it gave you a better understanding as to why it seems, you know, no matter what the situation was in the books, you know, in the Archie comic books, or even today with the fandom, you always get Sonic and Sally back together in some shape or form as a couple. But uh, really, I just, that's all I really wanted to say, guys. So, till next time, I'm, I'm, uh, if you want more of my content, um, Till, well, basically what I'm trying to say is, till next time, let me get some coffee here before I say anything. But like I say, till next time, if you want to get any more of my content, you know, besides here on YouTube with the live streams and all that, check me out at BW Rosses, uh, Patreon, BW, which is also Brian Walmer. Check me out there on Patreon. Check me out at BW Rosses Discussions, BW Rosses Discussions, on all your favorite audio podcasts. Uh, uh, sites and services except for Pandora. I'm still working on the Pandora situation. Check me out on Vimo at BWRosses for any videos and stuff that may go up there that cannot go up here because of copyright, mostly like PMVs and FanVid, and the copyright mostly being like, you know, songs and all that. Check me out there as well as check me out at my Teespring store down below for merchandise and everything. We are growing it every day or at least every other day as much as we can so check me out there and that's really all i'm gonna say guys so till next time god bless take care i hope you all have a good day but yeah hope you enjoyed uh this little discussion on um sonic and sally again it's just my way of coming out along with a lot of other fans coming out along with many 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 fans more so than i think anybody wants to acknowledge to talk about and show the support for the pairing because, again, the general consensus in the end, guys, is these two will always end up together no matter what the scenario. Whether it's official or fan-made, they always end up together. So, uh, again, hopefully you guys enjoyed this, and thank you all for tuning in. Um, again, uh, I know I'm going to get a lot of <laughs> comments post-live stream. And uh, you can also check this out when it goes up on the uh, audio podcast down the line. Uh, later on and so till next time guys if you want to listen to it as you're like you know walking or doing things during the day so until next time guys though take care god bless and i am